Hey, you're listening to Clumsy Theosis, a Catholic podcast that explores topics within the Catholic faith to help us deepen our spiritual lives, own our relationship with the Lord, and strengthen His church. Hey, what's up? Welcome to the Clumsy Theosis podcast. We are in the midst of a series on the virtues. We have just crossed over from the cardinal virtues into the land of the theological virtues. Today, we are talking about our first theological virtue, which is the virtue of faith. Now, faith is the ability to know God and all that he has revealed to us, right? And that refers to sacred scripture, tradition, um, the teachings of the magisterium. Basically, faith is what we believe. But when we say it like that, it kind of sounds a little bit drab and dull, and that doesn't make sense because it's a theological virtue, so there has to be more to it, right? There has to be some sort of like wow factor, right? Where's the pizzazz when we talk about faith? Because let me tell you, faith has pizzazz, and don't let anyone tell you anything different. Oh, I'm Rochelle Lucero. I realized I didn't tell you that. If you're new, welcome. And if you've been coming back to the show regularly, you know who I am. But today you're going to be psyched that you turned in because in this episode, I'm going to tell you just how awesome the virtue of faith is, right? We're going to talk about the pizzazz that comes from the virtue of faith. So let's just start with it being a theological virtue. Faith, along with hope and charity, they can only be given to us by God because they are theological virtues. But God, he's not stingy, right? You know, we don't have to do anything crazy in order to get them. It's not one of those, you know, dance monkey dance situations, right? In fact, every baptized person has been infused with the theological virtues, right? Your soul has been infused with faith as well as hope and love. Because these virtues give you what you need to act like a child of God and inherit the kingdom of heaven in eternal life, okay? So God is not stingy. He wants you to have these because he wants you to step into that role. And in a very specific way, faith is the virtue that makes it possible for us to have desire and to grow in any of the virtues at all, as a matter of fact. Because without the virtue of faith, we can't accept Christ. It's the foundation for accepting Jesus as your Lord and your God. But the virtue of faith isn't just a mental thing, right? It's not a concept that you agree to. The virtue of faith is much more. It allows you to accept Jesus into your heart as well as your life. So when you allow Jesus into your mind, because yes, there is a a mental and intellectual component to the virtue of faith, but it also has a heart component and a life component, right? When he enters into your mind, into your heart, and into your life, he changes things. He changes the way that you see things, right? The way that you see people and the responsibilities you have in your life or just life situations in the world in general. The virtue of faith takes you beyond what the average Joe sees, you know, on the outside. And it shows you the supernatural dimension of everything. That's what it means when we say to look at something through the eyes of faith. When you have the virtue of faith, right? When you're operating in the virtue of faith, like when you're cooperating with it, you have faith vision. You have a supernatural vision for the world. 
And the virtue of faith enlightens your heart. Remember I said it's not just a mental thing. It's about your heart and your life. When the virtue of faith enlightens your heart, remember that first time that you experienced the love of God. I mean, God has been loving you since your creation, right? But the first time you experienced that, you felt his presence and you felt how he loved you. You know, it might have been at mass or at, you know, during one of the other sacraments, you know, um, maybe reconciliation or you were at adoration or maybe even you were just singing, you know, worship or just having quiet prayer time and you just felt God's love for you. That was all possible because of the virtue of faith. When we spend time in prayer and when we receive the sacraments, as well as when we study what we believe, all of this is going to help you protect the virtue of faith that you've been given. And when I say study the faith, this is not for the purpose of knowing a bunch of facts or talking points about theology, but you study the faith to help you enter into the mysteries of our faith more deeply every single day like what we do here on Clumsy Theosis, right? The reason we talk about all of these things regarding the faith, like we talk about anything and everything that's Catholic, and the purpose is so that we can grow in the virtue of faith and enter into those mysteries, right? So that the Lord can transform us more. And if you find this to be a place that helps you to study, like if this is one of the outlets you use to study the faith, I am very happy to be able to offer that to you. But I do want to ask you, shameless ask coming up, if you find it helpful, if you would preferably consider donating since we are 100% listener supported, just go to clumsytheosis.net and click the word donate in the menu. And you can find all the ways that you can give to Clumsy Theosis. In Hebrews 11, St. Paul defines faith as the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Now, those things that are not seen or unseen, depending on your translation, these refer to the heavenly Jerusalem where Jesus is the eternal high priest. And we have an assurance of the things unseen, right? We have an assurance of the heavenly Jerusalem and we hope for it because our souls have been infused with that unexplained knowledge at our baptism. And so how does that even work, right? We're getting all of this information from God, right? In our hearts and in our minds, right? Is he just kind of uploading everything to us and we're just supposed to accept it and and go with it? You know, even when we're studying the faith and we're learning new things, we're just supposed to absorb it and just, you know, keep moving along. No, that's not how that works because... That is very one directional, right? It's just, you know, us receiving God, infusing it into us, and that's it. No. If we know anything about the Lord, we know that he is not one directional, right? That's not his style. He is about communion and relationship, right? He wants to have communion and he wants to have relationship with us. And the virtue of faith is no different. God gives us this beautiful virtue of faith as a gift, and with it comes an invitation for us to respond. And that seems 
kind of intimidating. How do you respond to such a gift, right? What are you supposed to do? All right, the way that you respond to the virtue of faith is by embracing it, by internalizing it. And that's what I was talking about earlier when I was talking about allowing Jesus into your mind, into your heart, into your life, right? So that he can change the way that you see and you approach everything, right? And when you do that, voila, through the virtue of faith, you enter into a powerful, life-giving and life-changing relationship with God. Right now, if that is not pizzazz, I don't know what is, right? So yes, faith is the ability and the power to know God and to believe all of the things that he has revealed. But again, remember, it's not just in your head. It is also in your heart and in your life. And what he's revealing to you is not a bunch of things that are just written down and that we recite at mass during the creed. What he is revealing to you through the virtue of faith, what he is offering you and inviting you to respond to is the supernatural life. He wants you to see things through a supernatural lens. He wants you to know how loved you are by him, right? And he wants you to see all of the mysteries in the faith and to engage in them more deeply every single day. And you do that through prayer, through receiving the sacraments and studying and learning more about the faith. And like I said, that's something we do here at Clumsy Theosis. And that is why we do it, so that we can go deeper into the mysteries and be transformed by them, right? Be transformed by Christ. And if you find that to be valuable to you in your spiritual journey, because after all, I want you to have a vibrant faith life. If you appreciate that as well, I would like to ask you if you would consider donating to Clumsy Theosis. Head over to clumsytheosis.net and click the word donate in the menu and you'll see the ways that you can give. There's a couple options to give one time, to give monthly. Uh, Anything that you can give helps because we are 100% listener supported. All right, next week, we are going to continue in our virtue series, but next week's topic might not be for the younger listeners because we're going to talk about some subject matter that you might not have introduced to them yet. I don't want to say too much because they might be listening now. So for all of you parents out there who have your children listen, maybe listen to it before you listen to it with your kids present and just see if it's something that you guys are ready to talk about or not. That's all I'm going to say about that. Until next week, I would love to hear from you. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Clumsy Theosis. There's links down in the show notes for any of the quotes, any of the scriptures that I have referenced in this episode. All right. Peace out. Thank you for tuning in to Clumsy Theosis. I'm so happy that you've been able to hang out. If you want to learn more about Clumsy Theosis, you are more than welcome to visit my website, clumsytheosis.net. From clumsytheosis.net, you will also be able to contact me if you're interested in booking me as a speaker or if you're just feeling generous and you'd like to make a donation. Remember that together we can transform the world by letting the Lord transform us.